Hello, hello, and hello, and welcome to The Cup TV, the currently unnamed podcast, where we put the real and the tea in reality, and where you can always come to us first to quench your reality thirst. I am your girl, Lana, your resident evil diva, and I'm here to give the tea, spill the tea, and drink the tea, because you know I love me some tea, and you can trust me on that, period. Um, I am currently just drinking water right now, but if I was drinking anything else, I would be drinking it out of my cup mug, uh-huh, uh-huh, and if you scroll down in the description, you can get your own cup mug or any of our cup merch at lanajeescreations.etsy.com. The link will be in the description below. And we do ship internationally and domestically in the U.S., so there are no excuses. And you know what? I don't know who I'm looking at. I'm looking at everybody right now because the trust is all over. And Where was this filmed, even? I don't even know. <laughs> it, I don't even know. So I'm looking at all y'all. Get your cup merch, period. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm David Healy, and I am here to inject some uh, queerness in this very straight <laughs> show. <laughs> very straight cast. Uh, but you know what? It's okay, because I'm enjoying it so far. It's it's a journey. Uh, but I am also drinking some water. Yeah. <laughs> period, period, and period. I'm just going to put this on for a little bit, because I'm going to take it off, because it's covering people's names. So... But um, I'll leave it up during the intro part of it all. So we're here to talk about the trust, the game of greed, a new Netflix show that David and I were very excited to watch. And uh, but we were nervous. We didn't know what to expect. (laughs) Didn't know what to expect. We were very skeptical about this. Mm -hmm. We're like, all right, what we gonna do? From the trailer, we were excited. And we're like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna watch it. And if it's good, we'll talk about it. And if it's bad, we go act like we ain't mentioned it at all. And we just go, <laughs> go on with our life. But apparently we're here, so it had to be good. And mm-hmm. we are enjoying the first four episodes, and we're gonna talk about it. But first, while you're here, subscribe to the channel, please. We appreciate all of the support. If you will subscribe to this channel, um, if you are a fan of reality TV, because we talk about mostly all things reality TV here and some things in between, you know, whatever. But if you're a fan of drag race or drag in general, we talk about almost all things drag on our main channel at The Cup Pod. And if you're a fan of Eurovision, we talk about almost all things Eurovision on our other new channel, The Cup ESC. So go to each of those channels and subscribe. The link will be at the end of this video. So you can click it and subscribe to all of those channels. We appreciate you. And if you want to monetarily support this channel, go to our main channel, hit the super thanks, and you could help this channel continue to grow and continue to flourish and we can give you the best content that we can give you and we appreciate all of your help so thank you so much all the money you give to us goes back back into this podcast Mm -hmm. 
And one other thing that I appreciate, and I'm sure Lana does too, we want to go through this journey with you because we're going to be discussing it. But hey, there's a comment section. Please leave comments because I want to know what you all think. Um, if you agree with us or disagree with us. So please uh, let us know any thoughts you have because I do read those comments a lot. And I'm sad when there's no comments. <laughs> and you don't want to make David sad because guess what? Today is his birthday. It is. It's my Well, it will be after my birthday by the yeah, time you're seeing by the, this. Yeah, by the time you see this, by the time well, we're recording it on his birthday, you see the sacrifice we have and the. I mean, de dedication and love we have to this channel and giving you the content. David even comes out on his birthday to record. Mm -hmm. So it's because we're all family here. We're family. <laughs> Absolutely. We love each other. And we I want you to trust me. David wants you to trust him. We all trust each other. Yeah. And we would never do you wrong. Never. Right. We're we're all the family. Even as soon as you comment, you're part of the family. You're part of the family. Mm -hmm. How about this? How about this, David? What if we make this, this, this? Um, uh, I guarantee to the to anybody who comments, we will shout you out on the next recording. Ooh! If you comment on this video and tell us what you thought about the trust, you'll get a shout out at, on the podcast next time when we talk about the next episode of the trust. I'm totally down. Period. Let's do it. I, Let's do that. That's what we'll do because we love hearing from you. David definitely loves reading the mm -hmm. comments and leaving responses. And I go back and do the same thing when I have time. But I do do it. I definitely respond to most a lot of the comments too. So, so we did all of that. We talked about all the business stuff and the subscriptions and the things. So I guess all we have to do now is talk about this episode. Yep. These episodes. We talk about episodes one through four. And they were doozy. They were. Um, yeah, I definitely went through a journey. And I'm just going to say it up front. The actual game aspect of this show, it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's nothing that special compared to a lot of other shows we've seen. Mm -hmm. The social dynamics, however, mm -hmm. they're very compelling in this cast. Um, even when I'm like, how are they going to keep keep it entertaining? They somehow find a way. Because I was like, oh, after episode two, everybody's starting to get along again. Everything's going to be boring from here on out. No. Mm -hmm. Social dynamics are crazy here. And I think this cast is really confronting a lot of things that left that are left unsaid in a lot of other reality shows we watch. Ab absolutely. Mm -hmm. People are talking and bringing up things that, I'm just going to say it. If we were on Big Brother, the only way we'll find out this stuff is going happening is if we watch live feeds. Mm -hmm. And on Survivor, we probably and never would see cut it away. And they would cut away on, on live feeds. Like, no, we won't talk about it. Fish. Mm, I'm about to say. And on Survivor, they might mention it for a second, but it's very minute and we move on. But mm -hmm. we don't get these kind of conversations a lot on the shows that we usually watch. So I was very excited about being able to confront some of these issues. And now I'm excited that we get to talk about it. True. And yeah, I'm already seeing on Twitter, like I, I tweeted about this show and I have people, you know, this show sucks. It's so woke, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> then turn it off or educate yourself. But uh, uh, 
the the price that people say is so woke. Y'all are taking this woke brand that y'all like to say is woke agenda. It's just coming off as you being racist. So just say you don't like you don't like uh, when anybody outside of who you like or who you are as a person has a difference of opinion than you because you think everything you say is gospel truth. But when mm-hmm. somebody confronts that or pushes back on that, now they're woke. Mm, that's not how it yep. is. It's giving, I'm in my homogenized bubble Ooh. with my own experiences and I want those to be safe. I don't want to hear anything that will challenge those. I don't want to learn that the way that I think about the world and my worldview could be hurtful to anybody else because I have no empathy and I just want to keep living life as comfortably as I am now. That's all I'm getting. (laughs) Absolutely. Because why do we, I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to be, you know what? Nobody really wants to be uncomfortable, but if you're comfortable, and your comfortability is making somebody else uncomfortable. Is that fair? How mm-hmm. is how is that fair? How is it fair that you get to be comfortable, but you don't care if I'm uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Because if I live and walk into your space in your world, I have to live very uncomfortably because your worldviews are saying everything to me that is making me uncomfortable, but you don't care about that. And you're like, oh, you're woke if I push back on it. It's just, it's so weird. It's so weird. And I don't understand people just don't, we just don't want to learn about other people these no anymore. It was just like, nope. I'm very happy knowing what I know. And right. what you know is, it makes no sense. Like you said, mm-hmm. no empathy. No empathy at all. Exactly. For- yeah. And I think this will be a fun podcast uh, <laughs> because I think we're going to really talk about like, some personal things, even probably within our own lives. Absolutely. Because I've not always been the person I am now. I've honestly, my, my motto is that empathy is life changing because Mm. it really is. I have not always been the most empathetic person, even Mm. if I thought I was, but it's when you really start to put yourself in other people's shoes who have completely different walks of life, you are going to change. You can't help but change. Um, your, your whole, way that you treat people, your politics even probably, mm-hmm. they're going to change because you're going to have to confront things that are uncomfortable and you're going to grow from it if you allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it and I'll probably be honest about places I've been in the past mm-hmm. uh, with how I how I interacted with people and how those have grown. Um because there's a lot here that's yes. challenging the audience. And that's Absolutely. what I like about this show. Absolutely. So we dive into episode the first episode and everybody comes in to this beautiful house. This gorgeous, wherever they shot this, beautiful, gorgeous. Like the house is stunning. They have, they're right off the water of this and the ocean. And they got this infinity pool that just goes on forever, it seems like. And the house is stunning. So everybody comes and they line up along this cliff and they we meet the host, Brooke. Mm-hmm. I didn't know her. And I was like, okay. It took me three episodes to learn her name because <laughs> I missed it. Oh. 
I was typing notes and anytime she would be around, I'm like, okay, the host is asking them because I did not know she was Brooke. <laughs> she was Brooke. Her name was Brooke. And she comes out and she introduces herself and introduces the game. She was like, all of your winners, you all have money right now. And I was like, oh, okay. She's, you all have money right now. This is the game. The game starts with you all having money. So you could all possibly leave here with your share of a quarter of a million dollars, which everybody's like, oh, $20,000 for all, each of us. If we all leave, it's 11 people. So they're like $20,000 if we all leave. That's a nice little chunk of change if we all, you know, she's like, but there is a way you can make your pot bigger if you decide to eliminate someone each episode but you don't have to you're not forced to vote for people you can keep everybody intact and everybody go home with the same amount of money or you can eliminate somebody and they go they lose their trust and your their pot, pot goes back into the full pot which means your pot grows higher mm-hmm. and so um in that moment, everybody's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, we see um, Julie right away <laughs> from the jump starts insulting Jay. And I was like, what is wrong with you, girl? <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, look how old this woman is. Do you need to sit down? Are you okay in the heat? And I'm like, seriously? Is that the character you want to portray yourself as right off the bat? Right after what? You insult the old lady and like, she, she are you all? Like trying to, it's it, that nice, nasty type of thing. Like I'm trying to be nice. Like I'm concerned about her. She's so old. Does she need to sit? Is it too hot for her? Like, girl girl yep immediately i had a least favorite (laughs) yep she was it she was it like she came off as very much like i'm so petty i'm so cat and i'm just i'm perfect look at you're old and this is i'm like "Mm, i don't know i don't don't, mm." right away i was like i don't like this girl i don't like this girl i don't i don't not a fan but I did love Jay just immediately. Like the vibes I got from her and her confessional, she just seemed like a really cool lady. Like she, she dropped uh, the word pussy right yeah, away. She, and I'm like, okay, I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth. I, Julie, I mean, Julie, Jay is like, I think Jay is the grandma. These, this is the, the grandma, the tradition, the trajectory of grandmas. Because now the grandmas who are of Jay's age has, was probably 80s, 70s babies. You know, they were born in the you know, 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of like, that generation was kind of like, yeah, <laughs> we dropped pussy. And yeah, yep. we say this. Yes, we smoked this. And we did this. Like, she was mentioning, like, I've been married three times. and. <laughs> She was, she was like, um, she, she just talked about her sexual freedom. Like she was like, I don't have some, a few, I mean, maybe 150. I don't know. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, 
I think she would have been the perfect age to go to Woodstock. So I bet Absolutely. she would have been there. Absolutely. Like, getting stoned, free love. Right. Shaking up, like sitting there, rocking with her shirt off and just letting everything hang loose. Like I can see Jay being that person. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, this is the age of grandmothers that we're going with. Because could you imagine what Jizzy, what Jizzy will look like as grandparents? Mm -hmm. Bruh. <laughs> like the. It's just, it's just, it's, it's interesting. So I love Jay. I think she's, she's awesome. She's, she's amazing. I think she was fun. Me too. Another person that stood out to me right away was Winnie because mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> Brooke asks about like whether or not people are going to cut people or not. And Winnie just goes snip, 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 snip. I'm like, that is bold with everybody else watching you. You're making it very clear that you're, perfectly okay with cutting people i mean what did we come here for i didn't come here to, to not play the game i came here to play this game and if i gotta cut you you give me the reason mm -hmm. but i and i really feel like her thing is like look i won't she ain't want to do it but if you give me a reason to do it mm -hmm. i got no problem cutting you yeah she was somebody who i was just like okay i'm i'm, I'm looking Mm -hmm. I'm looking at you, I'm seeing she seems very bold and very like here to play the game. And I love that about that. I I, I want Me people too. to play the game. Me too. Yeah, it would be so boring if uh they had no people voting the whole season. Boring. But then we get our first option opportunity to vote someone out the game. And they Brooke was like, if you want to vote somebody out, eliminate somebody, step forward. And I was like, if anybody step forward right now, they are the dumbest player in the world. If anybody mm. step up right now, you don't know how to play any game. You don't even know how to play nothing. Hungry, hungry <laughs> Like, if you step up right now, you have never played a game in your entire life. Because that would have been the craziest move to step up right then and there to eliminate somebody in front because of everybody. You know what everybody else would do? Step up and vote out that person exactly. right there. Exactly, absolutely. And it'd be like, oh, you if, even if they couldn't do it, you know, you next. Like mm -hmm. you have no chance, but you, you next. Whole house turn against you. But everybody looking, they're looking. Nobody steps up. Like I didn't think they would. I'm like that'd have been the dumbest play in all of reality TV history if somebody did step up. But nobody steps up. Everybody's like, no, we're good. And they're because they're a family, David. Everybody's right away. We're family. Immediately, a family. <laughs> we're family, and so that that's what they were doing. They were family, and so nobody stepped up, and they were able to go into the house. And here's where things. I also felt like it was interesting to see where everybody was going, who everybody was linking up with and clicking with. Um, we saw uh, Tolu and Winnie go into the room with Julie, and they were all like, this is great. We picked mm -hmm. this three-person room. This is the people who I want to talk to, this is the people who I want to, you know, link up with. Winnie, uh, Tolu saw Winnie's African uh, earrings, so she was like, ah, yes, to see Tolu is from Africa, from Nigeria, actually. And she's like, I love that. So they had that common bond, Julie. Seem like the girly girl, girls girl that they kind of all are and like. 
And they were like, this will work. This will work. They claimed their room. We saw Brian and Jake talking and realized they were both in the military. Brian, a Marine, Jake in the Army. Um, and, um, oh, at the airport? No, it's the Army, right? I don't I remember. I think it's the Army. I think it's the Army. This, this, I just want to go back to Tolu and Winnie and their connection. This is why I like reality TV in 2024, because mm -hmm. I guarantee you, if this show was done in 2000, 2001, you would have your one designated black woman. Yep. And there would not be an opportunity to see her bond over that shared culture with another black woman. So I really thought that was lovely. Right away, I was like, okay, I like both of these. They seem like cool people just in general. So mm -hmm. when Julie like tried to click up with them, I'm like, no, I don't like this one. No. <laughs> She's not the one. <laughs> oh my God. But she, in that moment, I was like, maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe I snap judge. I was like, maybe I snap judged her. You know, even though she said something, I was like, maybe it's a snap judgment because she was saying, she was like, yeah, we need to, we, I would love to work with you guys. It's great. But I'm like, maybe I snap judged her. Let's see. Let, let, let's see. Um, so I was, I was willing in that moment to be open-minded to Julie. Mm -hmm. um, so then we saw uh, Jules talking to Jewels, you gotta oh, say Jewels. Right. Yes, Jewels. I'm sorry. I know. I, was like, Jewels, I always thought that was Jewels. It is. I know a Jewels spelled the same way, so I'm like, it's Jewels. But Jewels, sure, <laughs> uh, was talking with uh, Tolu and I think it was Brian or or I think Brian. Julie was there too, but I okay. could be wrong. I don't know, but they were talking and they were talking about what everybody does. And uh, Joel says he's a physical trainer and a stripper. And they all like, ah, it's <laughs> so funny. He's like, no, I'm serious. They're like, oh, you really are a stripper? And are you mm -hmm. a hustler too? Yeah. Yes, I'm a hustler. <laughs> I'm a hustler. That's what I do. That's what I gotta do. Meet a lot of jobs. And Julie's like, I know hustlers, and I don't <laughs> like him. Because hustlers are always out for themselves, about themselves, and I can't. And then he got his shirt unbuttoned all the way down. He only got one button one on his shirt. That one, that one button was a conversation starter for a lot of people <laughs> and was reasons enough to come up with some ideas about who Jewels is as a person. That one button. And everybody's like, he only got one button snapped up. That don't. I don't trust him. I don't trust a man who only buttons up one button. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, David. Do you trust people who only got one button? No, they need to have no buttons. Uh, absolutely. I'd rather you not button it up at all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no buttons at all. But Joel, Joel's had one button and it caused a stir. Tony mm -hmm. was like, it's something about this man. I don't trust him. Right out the bay, right out the gate, she didn't trust him. She didn't trust him. She, mm -mm, I don't like him. I don't like him. And she had a conversation with him, and she left that conversation and said, mm -mm, mm -mm, I don't like him. I don't trust him. And I was like, but why? I kind of felt the same way. I was like, 
I think you're you're being a little hard on the guy because I I'm just the kind of person that tries to give people the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. right away. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of hard for me to see characters that just aren't that that person. They're not me. Um, but I'm sure there's reasons that she is not so free with giving people the benefit of the doubt. Um, I do think she misjudged him if I'm being honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, my personal, when I was watching, I was like, girl, did you have a boyfriend who looked like him who did you dirty? Because she walked, she looked at him and was like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. and it, I don't think it was nothing he could have said or done or anything that would have made her change her mind about him. It was like, she was yeah. dead set against anything about him and i was like yeah. but he he really ain't doing nothing no that was crazy he was probably like, he was the probably probably the person most willing to share the the money of this whole absolutely, maybe absolutely. other than brian i'll give i'll give it to you yeah. brian absolutely it was between him and brian i think they were like the ones mm -hmm. who were going to always constantly and even bryce because yep. for different reasons but uh i just feel like it was just so very between her and Julie, they were just like dead set. And then when he kind of fell into it with them, was like, yeah, mm -hmm. something about him. I don't know. Da da da. It's that one button. You know, I don't know. And so, do we talk about the fact that he's actually a cop? He's a cop. Yeah, he's not a stripper. Right. <laughs> so I wonder if it would have been better for him to be honest about that because he did bring up a good point. I was like, okay, you're actually pretty self-aware because he's like, there's usually two types yep. of reactions. You have yep. people saying F the police absolutely, or you have people that are just kind of like all on you and like, I don't know, fetishizing you because you're a cop. Absolutely. So like, mm, like that's kind of accurate. <laughs> like most I mean, people fall true. somewhere in between those two. And yeah, I don't know that he would have had the most positive reception from everybody if he was honest about his occupation. Yeah, I feel like the the higher you are in the financial reign of life um, or the social status in life, you're like, yeah, the police are great. Love the police. They're here to protect. They, they protect, I, you know. I, I'm, you know, serve and protect. That's what they do. So I'm a fan of the police. I respect all officers of the law. And then the lower you are on the social construct of life, and even even low social, but and financial, but white, don't feel that bad about the police. They kind of still respect police because the police still respects them. Black people, people of color, poor black people or people of color don't kind of have the same response to the police because they haven't always been protected by the police. Mm -hmm. I mean, the police was born out of catching runaway slaves. Well, freed slaves, not even runaway. They were freed, but they wanted to get them anyway. And so we changed it from slave masters and, and going to get them and hounding them to now they're the police and putting them in jail and making them slaves again. So it's kind of just a whole disproportion of how people feel about the cops. 
And so I understand where he come well, where he's coming from because maybe some people in there didn't have the best uh the best introduction to cops or didn't, don't really have the best life, you know, with cops. And then some people adore the cops. Cops mm-hmm. always protect and da da da. So I, I get it. In this day, in this time, in this day and age, it's a it's a 50-50 shot when you're a cop of how people respond to you. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'll I'll just talk about my journey with police police officers. Um, so I I started driving about fifteen years ago, and I would have like friends that would be like, "Oh, be careful, slow down, whatever." When you're around a cop, and I'm like, "Why? I'm not doing anything wrong. I don't have anything to fear with police officers. I don't break the law. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm good. I'm not. They're 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 great. I don't mind police officers." It wasn't until there were times that eventually I would get pulled over when I was not doing anything wrong. Like, Mm -hmm. okay. Like one time I pulled from, um, I was pulling onto a different street and I went to the second lane instead of the closest lane. And I got pulled over and I'm like, wait, I got pulled over for that. But as a white man, that's very rare for me. Mm -hmm. If that was my life, if I had to experience that regularly, regularly sorry my my Mm -hmm. tongue is all tied um then yeah the more it would happen the more i would see oh you're not just here to serve and protect you're also here to target people Mm -hmm. to racially profile to meet quotas you're not that heroic angel that uh i was taught that you were that you were put on this pedestal to be yep and I do, I do think there's some cops that are better than others, yes. um, but there's clearly something wrong with that system. And I, I think it makes sense that people would have snap judgments about him based on his Absolutely. career, because Absolutely. you know what, people in your field have earned that reputation. So, mm-hmm. and it's sad because there, like you said, there is, it's a lot of very good cops out there who do their job and do it with upholding uh, the standards of good police officers and do their job well. But then there's others who don't. And it's more of a harassment instead of a protection. You know what I mean? Like you said, that one time you got pulled over for doing that and you're like, I got pulled over for doing that. Like if you imagine doing something so nothing and getting pulled over every day, it's men Black men in this country or people, uh, brown men in this country who get pulled over every single day in the same neighborhoods by the same cops. And it's like, for what? For driving, for I, I your taillight is out. Okay, I got it fixed. Now why are you stopping me? Your headlight is out. Okay, I got that fixed. Now why are you stopping me? You ran a stop sign. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. And you got to go back and forth with this person. It's just... Mm-hmm. And it's and it's 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 the rudeness that goes behind it because now you get to feel like you could talk to me any kind of way and you get to pull me out of my car and embarrass me on the road, slamming me into my hip, the hood of my car, and you know calling me out my name or whatever because you and feel like the biggest crime you can do is make them feel disrespected by absolutely, you too. Absolutely, 
Absolutely. That can be a death sentence. Absolutely. It's a death sentence for a lot of people. And people are tired. So, yeah, I understand why Jules. I don't want to stay on it too long, but I understand why Jules. He's probably experienced it at time. But he has a luxury of being able to show his badge if he gets pulled over. And maybe that will stop. Because we've seen in some instances where black cops still get harassed by other cops Mm -hmm. because they don't know. They don't care. It's just those that don't care. So that's a whole another story. Look, that's on the cup realness when we start that up. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I, I want to hop to something more lighthearted okay. <laughs> that uh, we haven't talked about. We get we get introduced to Simone <laughs> and we learn she's unemployed. Mm-hmm. And then we learn she has a non-binary plant named Chris. Yeah. Um, and wait. Is her kid that she was talking about her plant? Or did I misunderstood that? No, she had a plant, but then she also has kids who are non-binary. Okay. I was like, wait, this just clicked. Because she's like, I have a non-binary plant named Chris. And then she said she has another plant named Harry that mm-hmm. comes on to Chris. But and Chris I'm like, ain't having it. No. And immediately I'm like, okay, she's kooky. And I kind of love her. Mm-hmm. I go through journey with a lot of these casts. So spoiler, mm-hmm. I do not love Simone the whole, the whole batch of episodes, but immediately I was like, she's very interesting. Yes. Yeah. That was, I was like, okay. She seems like a progressive lady. Who's kind of like, I'm here for the, you know, I'm, I'm changing with the times, non-binary plants. Mm-hmm. Didn't find out later. She has a non-binary child and that's how she's learned and grew because you know, and I'm like, that's progressive. I love that for you. Um, I'm here for it. it she was, yeah, she was somebody who I went on a journey with as well. Um, then, so we all are talking in there. We we end up meeting a lot of people. Um, Cholu is not charmed by jewels, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so then we get to the game, the trust. It's the trust game, or is this? Yeah, yes, this is where it's Brooke the- comes out and she has a game for them to play. Yes, she says that, um, they she has written down um secrets that each of them have, and they split up into two sides, and she gives um each person a secret that applies to somebody from the group on the other side where they're sitting mm-hmm. across from each other. So they take turns um, reading these secrets and then their group has to um, guess who the secret applies to. Exactly. Um, there's no stakes to this game. So None whatsoever. <laughs> which is the case for a lot of these, these games. In fact, I think this is more of an icebreaker anyway. Yeah. So. We'll get to it, but uh, there's one challenge where I'm like, there are no stakes for this. Why are you all taking this so seriously? It's the the next one. We'll talk about it. Yes. But yeah, we we find out um, somebody, uh, apparently Jake got hurt and in a breakup situation and decided that he was going to retaliate and sleep with 150 women. But nobody guessed it was Jake because mm-hmm. they thought it was Jewels. 
Yeah, I, I missed who that was about, but that makes sense now that I know. <laughs> There's a few that I, I didn't quite catch who yeah. it belonged to. I yeah, think Jewel's was the one that was regularly well, lies about his occupation. Yes, that was Jewel's. And they said, yeah, they said Simone's. Because she said she was unemployed, and I don't believe that. Well, um, I think it was more that since she's unemployed, they thought that she lies and says she has um, like a job. Maybe. 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 I don't know. Maybe. But they thought it was Simone, but it wasn't Simone. It was definitely Jewel's who they were talking about. Um, Jake was the one with the 150 people he slept with. And that's what Jay was like, who cares? I didn't have my share of people, too. I don't really care about people sleeping with people. Do what you got to do. I was like, yes, Jay, do what you got to do. <laughs> and then we had a secret where somebody had an affair with, with their now husband. Or with a now spouse, because mm -hmm. they want to say who it was. And so they guessed that it was uh, Jay. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I would never. <laughs> They're like, that's because she said she was married three times. Maybe one of those times she cheated with her. She was like, I would never. So the person that actually was was Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And she was kind of like, Ooh, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. Then we hear. What? Go ahead. Well, I wanted. I was trying to remember what Brian's secret was. It was the like was the lamest secret. He said money is poison. Oh yeah. Okay. And then That's he passed up to it. He was like, "Yeah, I said that. Of course, I said that because money is poison. But it's we need it, but it's still poison." I'm like, "That's the lamest secret in the history of secrets." Like, but you know what? That just shows that Brian is just too. Pure-hearted to even have a, a dirty secret. Yep. Immediately, I'm like, oh, I would never get rid of Brian because I could keep him around knowing he's not going to go to a vote. <laughs> right. He's not voting, and he's never going to say he wants to keep the money. So, yep, mm -hmm. keep Brian around. Um, then the other one was somebody is a little... Oh, no. Somebody goes to parties that you have to be... All the women have to be weighed before they go in. And that was Julie's secret, but everybody guessed it was Jewel's. Poor like, Jewel's. He, he could not catch a break. Like they were on this man's neck from beginning of the episode to the end of the episode. They did not let this man breathe. They were like, oh, it's definitely you. He looked like somebody who would go to a party where women have to be uh women has to be weighed because they were like of course it's not Julie or Winnie or Tolu they would never <laughs> and Julie was like yeah I would never which is another reason why I was like I don't like her no I and don't like that feels like it should be illegal to be honest but I guess there are bar like I've never been to a bar where they judge what you look like before they let you in but I know those exist there. because yep they do in movies mm -hmm. <laughs> but like that blows my mind that that is allowed to happen that's that is a thing that's crazy i would never go to a place like that i would never why would i even want to be associated with a place that based everything on how people weigh you can't come in unless you weigh this or under like what absolutely not no, absolutely not. But that's her secret, which does, which makes her look, in my eyes, it's like, yep. ugh. 
But then the last secret was somebody is a millionaire. And they were like, and instantly Julie gets pissed off. A millionaire. Somebody's a millionaire? How dare you? How dare somebody come into this game and be a millionaire when that's how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> like she was mad, mad, mad. So mad. And I was like, I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. But we'll talk about that. We'll it's complicated that. for sure. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But um, they guessed it was Lindsay. Um, they actually guessed it was Bryce. Um, but he, oh yeah, they guessed it was Bryce, but he denied it. He said no. But yeah, it was he's like, I think it's funny that you think I could be a millionaire. But it actually is Bryce. Bryce is actually a millionaire. At twenty one, he became a millionaire. Mm -hmm. I was like. He said actually 20. Um, oh. Yeah. And I clocked it too. Like as soon as I, I heard the question, I'm like, yeah, I think it's Bryce. I was like, I think it's Bryce. I was like, I think it's Bryce. He looked like he has an air about him of I have money. <laughs> it's just certain things that people with money, they just look like they have money. And it's a certain air that they carry themselves when they have money. And somebody who's used to having money. And he looks like somebody who just is used to having anything and everything he always wants. Yeah. Plus we knew he was a realtor, which yeah. I know realtor, like it could be a hit or miss career, but mm -hmm. realtors that do well often do very well. Very well. Absolutely. And the way he was talking about the house when he came in, I'm like, he is not just a realtor for just regular size homes. He's a mm -hmm. realtor for these big mega mansion kind of houses because he was like the marbling and the, the way the ceiling, the floor, and the da 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 da. And he was naming details of different things in a house that aren't in regular houses. Like, I don't know about you, David, but do you have marbling on your <laughs> floors at your house? Because I, do I sure don't. I <laughs> surely don't. And when I go look at houses that in my range budget, there's not marbling and all of that. Like, it's nice stainless steel refrigerator would be a, a plus. You know what I mean? Right. The heat was going on and on and about the town, this molding and this detail and this, the crystal chandeliers. And I'm like, and I got to be honest with myself in this moment when I'm hearing him talk about this, I'm like, okay, I'm liking you a little bit less. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to say he didn't deserve to be there. He didn't deserve to win the money, whatever. But just initially, my gut was like, just the way you're talking about it is a little off-putting to me. And I go I go through a journey with Bryce, like I do yeah. everybody in this cast yeah. pretty much. Yes, pretty much just a journey. But yeah, Bryce, mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Mm, if he's the I was like, I, I didn't want to say he doesn't deserve, but I was like, what's his intentions? Why mm -hmm. is he here? It has to be a reason why you're here. And it can't be, I just want to try to get this money. Like, you don't need the money. Why are you trying to get this money? You might be losing money by being there. <laughs> right. You could make more, way, way more money if you worked there. But his, his reasoning, he was like, I want the experience. 
I want, which I'm okay with. Like mm-hmm. you're there for the experience of it all to meet new people that you would never meet in your everyday life to, you know, come through with some lifelong friends, maybe great, but I don't know. I don't know. I was kind of be bewildered, betwixt mm-hmm. a little bit when it came to Bryce. Like I said, the journey was real with Bryce. Yep. I so, think he gets lucky though, because focus is not on that question too long because right. Lindsay saves the day <laughs> for Bryce. Yes. She feels like she should probably open up and confess which secret was hers. So she opens up and she tells uh, the group that uh, she was married and she she did uh, meet her future husband and she cheated on her uh, then husband with him. Uh, but she explained that she was in a a very rough situation. It was, I don't remember all the details she said. Um, but um, it, she definitely needed to get out of that marriage. Yeah, she um, was. She said she was in a Mormon right. household, and everything was very much about the religion and not about the love. And it was it was mentally and physically abusive and all kinds of stuff. She said she just couldn't take it, and she needed to get out of it. And he was cheating. She was. She. It was kind of like a back and forth kind of deal. It was just a toxic situation all the way around. Mm-hmm. So I think she earned some favor with mm-hmm. um, coming clean and just explaining her side of the story. I think a lot of people were able to, to share some empathy um, mm-hmm. for her in her situation. So absolutely. Absolutely. So then we go on to the next part of a thing because now Brooke comes out with these box after we have some more mingling and things, she comes out with a box of cards, key cards. And she's like, there's a vault in this house. And everybody's like, a vault? Ooh. Ooh, a vault. And she's like, the vault is below us. And everybody won't have access to the vault. But you have to gain a- access to it by pulling these cards. And if the key card has a silver strip on the bottom, then you have access. So it's only two cards that has access to this vault. And so everybody had to come up and pull the cards. And they did that. And the people who got access to the vault were Jewel and Simone. Mm-hmm. And Simone got it by default. <laughs> yes, because nobody pulled it. Right. Every, and I feel like some people wanted to go into the vault and some people didn't. They were like, I don't want to do it. Others was like, yeah, I kind of want to go down there and see what this is about. Mm-hmm. Jules and Simone ended up going down there. And so we see our first um, opportunity to see the vault. And with two offers are in this vault, on this in the uh, folder. Offer number one is very much a selfish offer, which was for them was you get $2,500 if from the some, trust. From the trust, if somebody is voted out tonight. Mm-hmm. And then the second offer was. You'll get was it five five thousand? Yep. In the trust, if nobody well, you have to block two people from. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, that's right, 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 right. 
And Brooke did make it clear that you didn't have to tell anybody what the offer was. You could just pick it, make up whatever you want. Um, For me, I felt like this was kind of a no-brainer. Right. You take the, you do, you block the two people. Yep. You put the 5,000 into the trust. I, and honestly, I felt like the way they did it was kind of fair. It was like, because it was a a list with everybody's name on the wall. And what they did was they were like, we'll just take the first two names on the list and just block their vote and just let them know like, hey, this is not, you know, anything personal. This is just me taking, because your name were the first two names on the list. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to put the $5,000 into the trust. I personally thought that was fair. I did too, but I was confused at first because they showed them talking about it and it showed the list and I saw, I saw Bryce and then I saw Brian and I'm like, wait, those are the top two names, but I didn't know going down. Yeah. I didn't realize he was going down. Right. I thought they were going to go across too. You know, he might have lived to see another day. Yeah, yeah they might have. He probably should have went across. Like these are the top two names of the first list, and mm-hmm. but he they didn't. They went down, and in that moment, I'm asking you, David, because I didn't hear this. But in that moment, did Simone ever tell Jules? I think he might take it the wrong way. Well, if we do this. I don't I don't know that she explicitly said that, but she did remind him we don't have to go by that the top two names there. We can come up with whatever yes. reason we want. They won't know any like any better. So we don't have to do that. To me, it did feel like she was not wanting to name those two people. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think she pushed back as hard as she could have. Mm-hmm. She definitely let him take the lead on it. But I, I I absolutely saw her point later on, um, which we'll get to that. <laughs> but so they go upstairs, back upstairs, and they tell everybody what they what the decision, what the options were, and what their decision ended up being. And they told Bryce and Tolu that their votes were blocked because. They were the first two names on the list. And here's what it was. And they, you know, sorry. And Tolu did not like that. Tolu was very upset. She calls mm-hmm. him out. Uh, she was like, she took it very personally, said she 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 had to claw her way out of poverty and always felt like things were always taken away from her. And in that moment, she felt like things were something else was taken away from her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that was the case in this situation. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you there. I, I really do not think Jewel's had any like malicious intent with this, but it really did like cause me to like kind of confront um, my perspective here because I was very torn on how to take Tolu's um, reaction. I appreciated her being honest about like the struggle she's had with having her power taken away and how this is just another case. Like that's valid. That is so valid. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, us being all knowing, we're seeing what's going on. We can mm-hmm. see that she's projecting something that she's gone through in the past onto Jewels, which mm-hmm. isn't fair for him either. So exactly. it's just such a complicated situation. It is. And I feel like if it was anybody else, she wouldn't have took it that personally. But right. because it was Jewels and she already had this feeling about him that it was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't, I, I, I believe he did this with intent. It was purposeful. And I don't, like I said, I don't think he could have done anything to convince her that it wasn't, that it was literally just the names on the list. And, and the way it was, you know, it went down and it was just, I don't know. I felt like I said, her feelings are valid, a hundred percent valid. And I understand because yes, you just feel like every time I'm trying to do something, somebody has taken something else away from me time and time again. I always feel like I'm struggling. But like you said, I think the projection of her past was coming and taking it out on Jewel's who wasn't thinking like that, who wasn't just like maliciously, I'm going after Tolu, taking right. her away her power. It was just, it just, I really hope after this show is has aired that she gets to talk to Jewels about this and they have a conversation because I mm-hmm. feel like she owes him an apology. Me personally. A little yeah, bit. yeah I, I, I do, but... I, it's still complicated though because she's just speaking her truth from her perspective, and and, and that's what I say. After she watches the show, true, she could look at it because her perspective is very valid. It's like that's how she felt in the moment, and that's what it felt yep. like. But now that she has the knowledge, just seeing where he was coming from, because in the house, yeah, she had something to do because that's how she felt. But now outside of this house and seeing that his his. He wasn't being malicious. It wasn't just to take away her power and being intentional. It wasn't him coming for her. And he wasn't untrustworthy. You know, if you want to be honest, like he really wasn't. He was literally, the only thing he lied about is his job. And even that wasn't a big contention. Nobody really cared what he did anyway. As a personal trainer or stripper, nobody was like, he's a stripper. No, he has to go. That wasn't the case. It wasn't anything like that. I think everybody just snap judged him. I think a lot of them owe him an apology for the snap judgments that they put on him and just took it like, mm, it is what it is. But I think her pushing that, projecting her past, and because it's not fair to anybody for us to throw our past and blame them for things that have happened to us and say, you're just continuing the, the, the traumas in my life because they don't know the traumas in your life. They don't know that. So until you tell them that, they don't know your traumas. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I would hope they will. She she would look, and they would have it. They would be able to yeah. talk about it. Later. I hope so. Because but, she didn't get his brother a chance. She didn't know. get his brother. And I felt and 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 my this is where my journey with Tolu starts. I was like, I, I went on a journey with her because for a minute I was like, I like her, but now I don't like her. Because she didn't give Jewels a chance, but she showed Jake all the benefits of the doubt. She gave him every benefit of the doubt, but she didn't give Jewels any benefit of the doubt. And I was like, why is that? Why are we going to tell that we go let this, you, you got this snap decision on this brother and you ain't giving him a chance, but you giving this Jake man who is constantly, constantly 
doing things to make you uncomfortable, but you go give him the benefit of the doubt. Why yeah. is that? Why is that? Yep. We'll get into that for sure. Um, we will. Yes. I do want to talk about um, they do gather around the table and this is where they get the opportunity to talk about whether or not they want to um, go to a vote or um, or just not vote anybody out. Um, and this is where Tolu confronts uh, Jewels right away. Um, and I do not think Simone made things any better for him because this is where she brings up the fact that I knew that this would be something that you would take take this way because you've had your power taken away and i didn't want and yeah that wasn't exactly how it was presented in the show <laughs> she did push back but i don't know it, if she really felt that way she did not express it or they did you, not show us <laughs> she never said and here's the thing until tulu said i have my powers taken away and felt like it's true that was not something Simone was like, I knew you mm -hmm. had your power taken away and I didn't want to do that. Because if that was the case, you would have said that to Jewel. Like, right. mm, Tolu might not be the right choice because every chance she gets in her life has been a struggle when people take away her power. I don't want to be the one to take away her power. That was what you would have said if Tolu had talked to you about this before. But you didn't say that. You waited till after she said that sitting at that table to be like, I knew I didn't want to do that because I knew you had your power. <laughs> no, you didn't. You had no idea. And you just decided to go piggyback. Stop it. That, that was where for me, Simone, I was like, mm, I, I see you. This is, mm -hmm. mm, I don't want to blame all white women, but I was looking at this white woman <laughs> in particular. And I was like, you one of those white women got you you are progressive you're very 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 progressive but you one of those white women who know everything about everything and like i sympathize everything and mm -hmm. i know what your struggle is you have no idea and you don't say nothing when there's time to say something but then after the fact like i said that i knew you'd be upset about girl girl mm. no i didn't like that no and this is where we also get the guy saying, we need to keep the family together. We need to keep the family together. If uh, if we had to take a shot for every time they said family in these four I, episodes. I'll be out of water in two minutes. <laughs> for sure. For they sure. Talk, they talk about family so much. And I'm like, y'all knew each other for a day. How are you family? Stop it. Mm -hmm. Stop it. But they're family. Everybody needs to stick together because we're family. And the girls has already had their conversation up in the room was like, uh, not a family. <laughs> the women's alliance was like, um, need to vote out somebody. Mm -hmm. And we all know who that is. Yep. It was pretty clear. Like, honestly, at this point, I would have been a little surprised <laughs> if Jewels was not going to get voted out. And I'm glad that they didn't try to hide that because then we see um, everybody goes one at a time to Brooke um, and they're given the opportunity to vote um, or keep the trust as it is. I, I can't remember the exact wordage that she, she gave there, um, but uh, we see most people passing on the opportunity to vote. And then finally we get our first vote for Jewels and it's from Julie. Mm -hmm. And then we get a second one. It's from Winnie. 
And then we get a third one. It's from Lindsay. And then this one was interesting because then we have T Tolu um, talking uh, to Brooke. And she's explaining like how she felt about this whole situation with Jewels. And then Brooke was like, okay, so are you going to vote? And Tolu's like, wait, I have my vote. And <laughs> Brooke's like, maybe, who knows? Uh, we, you can vote and uh, see if it counts. <laughs> so she's like, I'm voting for Jewels. <laughs> I like that she didn't even give it away, whether right. or not they were telling the truth. Right. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if somebody came back from the trust and they convinced like people that they were not working with that they all lost their vote? And so they just chose not to vote because they thought they didn't have a vote. That would be a gag. <laughs> I mean, that that is something that could happen if people were thinking about that. Like if that if they came into play the game, I think much later in the game it could happen mm -hmm. i can see people using that as a strategy but we do find out that jules has been eliminated oh my gosh folks were shocked oh you all are ball. liars i can't folks trust any ball. of you <laughs> that was my brian in person <laughs> you know everybody's like this is a bull like i just realized we've been talking for an hour and poor Gasper over here, we and have Ga not even mentioned his name. You know why? I am sorry, Gasper, but you get the purple edit. Mm -hmm. Nobody talked to you. You didn't yep. get any time. He got a purple edit. It was what it was. Sorry, Gasper. We never yep. even mentioned your name, but there you go. Nope. Barely heard his voice. I think in episode four, I'm like, oh, he kind of sounds like Enzo. Oh, wait, is this the first time I'm hearing his voice? <laughs> it's crazy. But Joel's is sad and upset, and as rightfully so, he should be upset. Mm -hmm. He just got there, and now he's gone. And yep. um, unfortunately, that's that. Right. And immediately, the guys were giving me, with their self-righteous, like, I. so I will say, first of all, I'm kind of altruistic by nature. I'm like, mm -hmm. I want to see everybody succeed. So I probably would have been like the guys um, in not wanting to vote anybody out. Mm -hmm. But with that said, the self-righteousness that we got from them immediately was giving me nerd herd <laughs> from yep. Big Brother 6. I was like, oh, we're the good people. Like, they literally were saying, we're the good people. <laughs> like, right. Okay. Like, just really? Because, just because they're playing the game right. that is before no. them does not make them bad people. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, sometimes... That's just how they do. They just mm -hmm. feel like we're the ones who are good and right and just. And those playing the game are mean and bitter and da da da, da. Yep. But whatever. So we move into episode two. And everybody's still a little, oh, my God, I can't believe. You know, they did this. They, we, we, I just want to have an episode where we don't send people home. <laughs> like, we just only had one episode. What, what? Right. 
Stop acting like y'all been here for 88 days and y'all never had somebody go. Everybody <laughs> goes home every day. It's just one episode. Yep. But we, uh, and this is where we see our trio of Tolu, Winnie, and Julie all talking together. And they're talking about their game plan. They're like, okay, here I'm not gonna vote any of you all out. I'm not gonna vote out Mama J. I'm not gonna vote out Lindsay. And I'm not gonna vote out um anybody else as long as they don't piss off one of us, as long as they don't Absolutely. piss off Mama J, as long as they don't piss off Mama Lindsay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, this could be interesting. I do like to see women alliances, but I don't want it to get boring. That was my biggest fear is like, mm -hmm. oh, are they just going to pick off all the guys until it's the five of them? That would be great, but that would be a little boring. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and I, I agree. I think it would have been boring. And, and mm -hmm. oh, I don't know. I would have been, I don't know if I probably still would have been okay with it. But. <laughs> I just but, want some unpredictability, whether that's no vote or right. somebody getting oh, somebody getting blindsided. And I will tell you, coming up soon, there is a moment where mm -hmm. I was like, Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> yeah. something happened that I did not expect. Um, but yeah, I, I just I like this alliance for now. Mm -hmm. Just keep it interesting. And they do. Absolutely. They do. Absolutely. So then we see Brian who wants to keep the house united. It's like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I went to bed a little upset. Now I'm calmed down. He apologized to Tolu for cursing in front of her. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, oh. I thought that was sweet. cute. <laughs> I know that's sweet. And was like, oh no, don't apologize for being. I'm sorry yourself. for subjecting you to the profanity. Subjecting you to profanity. I was like. Oh, is he, is he really that pure in heart? I love that about you. That's very <laughs> sweet. That was very sweet. And um, like I don't curse in front of the ladies. So mm -hmm. um, Julie is trying to, um, she's trying, she's, Julie and Jake, this Julie and Jake thing. This is the first we really know of it. I didn't know there was a thing there. I mean, we saw them talking and, you know, flirting a little, but mm -hmm. not, but then it's trying to kind of grow into a, she's kind of like, he's somebody who I could play in this game. Mm -hmm. That's how she wanted it to come off. Like, I, he's this guy, I'll play him and yada, yada, yada. It just, it, I don't know. She's like, he's, he's somebody I can keep under my, you know, he'll do whatever I say because I'm cute. So he'll do what I say if he thinks he has a chance with me. That's mm -hmm. what I know. If this guy thinks he has a real opportunity to be with me, he'll give me anything I want. He'll do whatever I want. I was like, you think you're that pretty girl? Mm -hmm. Can I give my thoughts on this? Please. <laughs> I think Julie is the kind of person that if she's in a situation where she may feel a little vulnerable, she tries to convince herself herself that she has the power in the situation because I don't think she has all the power in this situation. I think she's a bit under his thumb as well. I think it goes both ways, but I think she's a bit more smitten and she's trying to spin it as something like, oh, he's my little pawn. I think you're kind of his pawn too. We'll see later in the episode how right you are, Dave. <laughs> because we continue with um, Jay is 
I love Jay. I, do. <laughs> I love Jay too. And I'm looking at David's notes and I'm like, yep, me too. Yep, I love Jay. <laughs> I love the fact that she's cross, she's like cross stitching in her confession. She's just like, yep. She's I, just target away while cross stitching. <laughs> she's just like, I'm going to do this. This is my plan and can't nobody change my mind. I'm just going to sit in my bed and cross stitch. That's what I want to do. And I was like, Jay, period. Like, and later, later we see her with her like, uh, like blindfold on, like her sleeping thing, and she's just snacking away <laughs> with her, with her, uh, her blindfold. Yeah. <laughs> like, Fritos and Pringles in the bed. I was like, Jay is, Jay is me. I am Jay. Jay is me. I am that girl who sits in the I bed. I do. So I go in the room and I sit in my bed, watch TV or read a book and I got a snack right next to me. That's just what you do. He's so unbothered. Jay is so unbothered. I love mm. it. I, I love every second of Jay. And um, So we talk about we do end up having a conversation with Simone talking about having her feelings from her divorce resurface after Jules elimination. Oh, I was supposed to do this, but I didn't. So I'll do it now. Um, but yeah, she talks about her um her divorce and how it affected her mm-hmm. and how the thing with Jules happened or she was she felt like she had a part to play in that. And I'm like mm-hmm. Because you kind of did, but it's okay. It's all right. But yeah, she went through it. She went through it a lot. But a lot, something that she said in her confessional kind of stood out to me when she was like, I have these issues where I trust people. And I, and she said, my, my ex, I, he left me for another woman. He came back. I took him back. He left me again. And he came back. I took him back. And he left me again. And it's just like it, this cycle, I just couldn't get off this cycle of just trusting him that he would stick around this time. And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting. Yeah. And I, I found it to be like her feelings are valid. Mm-hmm. I understand how Jewels, who did not leave by choice, mm-hmm. he left because he was voted out. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm I was a little confused by how that triggered those same feelings from her husband yeah. leaving her. Yeah, I don't. But I want to respect it. I want to respect it. I respect it's, her. I don't understand what the trigger was, but, mm-hmm. but that's not my trigger to understand. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, maybe it's the leaving factor of it all, the fact that somebody who she would she roommate, she was roommates with him. So maybe the fact that they were staying in the same room and now that person is no longer there kind of triggered the fact that her husband was in her room with her and now he's gone and she had to leave. I don't know. I don't know what the tr- how it triggered her, but it did. And um, But I was like, wow, she has a lot of trust issues. I get it. And I think she trusts people a lot easier than some people do. do. And uh, maybe it comes back to bite her. You know, a few times, and in her ex-husband's case, it, it did. It bit her three times. She trusted him, and he played with played in her face, and that's so disrespectful and so rude. But I don't know. I yeah. my journey with Simone does not end here because it, in this moment, I'm like, I under, 
understand, but mm, you still yeah. at the, I don't know how to feel about you. Yeah, I definitely had that same issue with her because, yeah, she's such a complicated human. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I, I really appreciate that she's so dynamic and has levels. And one moment I could be like, oh, I relate. I understand. Another moment I could be like, I'm so confused by you as a human. Right. Um, that just uh, that just helps challenge me, honestly. So I appreciate that. Exactly. So then we have a conversation between Julie and Bryce and talking about who deserves to be here the most. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I mean, I think people with kids deserve to be here more than me, but I don't think somebody who's a millionaire deserves to be here more than me. And I don't know. I just don't. It's just weird that people deserve to be. I feel like I deserve to be. I'm like, girl, nobody deserves to be here. Everybody mm-hmm. deserves to be here. <laughs> Everybody deserves right. to be here. Like, if you're here, you deserve to be here. But we it was it was interesting her she was like i mean people with kids they try to take care of their family they probably deserve it more than me because they have more people to take care of but then me by myself who isn't rich should deserve to be here more than somebody else who got more money than me who I, it, it, her level of deserved privilege is was interesting to me i was kind of like ah i don't know mm-hmm. how i feel about that i mean i understand but i'm like is that should that be what we based on with when it comes to games? Who deserves to be here because of situations right. and life? That's not how you and I would probably play, but I guess anything's fair in this game, yeah. even I if I don't so. like it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we did have a conversation with uh, Jake and Lindsay because Jake has decided in this moment he was going to start playing this game. He's going to get to know people. He's Mm going to find out who these people are so he knows how to maneuver and which buttons to push, what not to push. He just wants to talk to people and get to know each other. And so Lindsay has this ritual every morning since she had been there to go out and sit by the pool and give herself self-confirmations and motivate herself so she can go on through the day. And it's, it's been a thing. She's done that since she got there. So Jake comes out and he talks to her and they get to talking. She opens up more about her family and her life. And Jake is there to listen to her. And he's like, yeah. And he's trying to give her some advice here. It was a very interesting, nice conversation. Nice conversation. Mm-hmm. It was not a conversation I noticed, uh, like, because it was so abrupt, like it was, it just really didn't hit my radar until mm-hmm. a little bit later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but it was just like, it just felt like a a conversation that just happens when you walk out and you see somebody sitting there, y'all start talking and you're like, oh, so tell me about your family. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just not something that you go, oh, well, this is an important conversation to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, let me store that in the back of my mind. because mm-hmm. But maybe we should have. But um. So they had a conversation. We have a conversation with, uh, like we said, that's the moment conversation. All of these conversations just felt like, you know, getting to know each other conversations. Yeah. Nothing too crazy, wild, and off the way. But then we, uh, the host comes out, and she, like, okay, this is our second trust game. 
and we want you to line up. I'm a lot. I'll give you a criteria and I want you to line yourself up to where you feel like you fit in. I was like, this ain't good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, this ain't this ain't gonna be good at all. Um, so the first question was who do you all feel is the smartest? And um David, I need you to get your just go down to it because I am not there. And uh, are you full screen? I I am, yes. Don't worry about it, I get it. But um yeah. He they said who's the smartest? And mm-hmm. Jake is like, Oh yeah, absolutely. He goes right to the front of the line. Mm-hmm. He's the smartest. And everybody's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. And Julie was not happy about this because Julie, she wanted to be in the front. Julie says, I'm smart. <laughs> what do you mean? Right. And this is where I'm also seeing Julie feeling like she needs to be in power of something. It's giving me insecurity a little bit, to be honest. It, because it's... just let him be there. Just let, let him have if it. He, if he thinks it, let him have it. You like, can you, know you're the smartest without like, actually. It's just certain things you don't have to say. Right. In order to be that. I was like, wait, are there any stakes for this? Is there any reason this has to be accurate? Nope. This is I just was... this is just here to drop a bomb cause drama and you all are feeding into it so easily baby i would have been at the end of the line call me stupid i don't Mm. care i know who i am as a person Mm. i don't have to jump and shout and say hey i'm the smartest no i was i will go right down to the other end see you are jay because Jay walked right to the end. <laughs> I surely would have. I would have been like, y'all have it. Y'all have it. Y'all can find, fight and decide who the smartest. And I'm going to stay over here knowing who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. It was it. just a game of like, who has the biggest ego? It, it, absolutely. That's kind of how they rank themselves. It really, truly was. And I was like, well, okay. And then, so what Julie was not happy that he wouldn't let her be first. And he was mm-hmm. like, nah, no, no, with this is how it is. Then it was who rank yourselves and who's the leader in this house. And Jake looked and said, stand right here. I'm the leader of this house. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and so at this point, everybody is starting to catch on and like, this man is, mm-hmm. wow. And so Winnie goes to stand next to him. And she's like, I mean, I feel like I'm a leader. And he's like, I mean, sure, under me, but I'm like the first in command, you know. It's, that's how I felt like he was kind of mm-hmm. doing it. And people kind of, go ahead. The thing that got me, like, not only was Jake so confident that he was the number one leader, but he looked down and he's like, Brian, I'm going to need you to move closer down my way. I, well, I think- You need to come because you're more of a leader. 
you're more uh, those women that yeah you're more of a leader than that that 21 yeah you're more of a leader than if brian feels like he belongs down there let brian be down there because guess what brian was was being for moving up the spots after being told a follower a follower <laughs> follower but yeah it was interesting and so so Brooke was like, okay, so y'all good with this ranking? And Julie was like, you know, I think she said, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. She told, told Lou, she's like, watch this, watch this. I think Winnie should be above you, Jake. <laughs> okay. Here, I, I've been telling you my journey with Julie. Here's where she starts to get. She starts to get my card a little bit. My stand card starts to come out in this moment because I'm like, okay. I, I was like, in this moment, Julie, you four plus four this. You yes. ate this. She ate this moment. I was like, okay, okay. I see it. She was like, I just believe he, she should be in front of you. He was like, nah, I'm good. I was like, oh. And in this moment, the phrase of all phrases was spoken mm. by my good sis Tolu. And I just, I will be, it will be playing on repeat in my mind for a very long time. We should all aspire it's to have the confidence of a straight white man. <laughs> and my stand card was all the way out. I was. Oh, I threw my stand card at Tolu. I was like, girl, I'll take it. Snatch it. You got this. Because, baby, <laughs> if that ain't something, if you ain't a, a straight white man, you should say it. Everybody who is not a straight white man should say it because we should all aspire to have the confidence <laughs> of a straight white man because that man looked at everybody in that line and was like, I am the leader and I know it. And no, she does not belong in front of me. <laughs> no. I, I seriously lost it. Like in that moment, I screamed out with laughter. I paused it. I rewound it. I clipped a video of it. I put it on Twitter. I have clipped the audio. I uploaded it so we could play it on here. I knew that that was my quote. Of we the should season. all aspire to have the confidence of a straight white man. Mm -hmm. I am going to play that clip so much. It is never leaving our soundboard ever. Because I promise you, I will be playing that because I feel like it just needs to be played from time to time. It's just. And you got Love Island um, All Stars coming up. Oh, it will be used. It's going to get some traction. It's going to get some traction. I'm going to use it. It's all good. Oh, that was the quote. I laughed. I did two days. I screamed. I laughed. <laughs> I paused. I was like, I clapped. I applauded. It was so good. I was like, yes. Because the audacity of this man, it was. It was so wild to me in that moment. And so then Brooke is like, oh, okay, Jake, you're the leader. Everybody okay with Jake being the leader? They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, Jake. So Jake goes, and now she says, now I want you to place the people. You get to place the order of the most loyal, of the loyalty of the people. And I was like, Oh, he is about to screw up here. And you know what he did? 
You know what this straight white man, Jake, did? This straight white man put Brian as number one, himself as number two, Gaspar number three. Then he put Winnie and Tolu. Then he put Bryce. He had to put his queens up there. <laughs> his African queens. And then Bryce, because he present because he probably felt that Bryce was a queer man. Because he ain't never asked him about himself. <laughs> so he probably assumed Bryce was gay. And so he put Bryce after Winnie and Tolu. Then he put Julie, Lindsay, no, Julie, Jay, Simone, then Lindsay. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay's like, didn't we just have a whole conversation mm-hmm. about my family and have a good talk? And I'm last. Yep. Oh. The, the thing that got me was how gradually he was like moving people around and you would just see okay you move right in front of julie okay you in front of julie yeah you in front of she just slowly kept moving back until she said something and then he's like okay julie move up a few spots (laughs) right why why was he taking this so seriously this does not matter put brian at the end Put Brian at the end. He's least likely to be offended. Here's the thing. if my, I'm going to put my loyalist person at the very end because I don't want anybody yeah. to know who I think is the most loyal to me. I would arrange them by height. I, I would do it so arbitrarily. Why do you want to make enemies? You're not gaining anything from this. I would have put Julie first because so, she is always in her feelings. Yep. Put her first. Even if it don't mean nothing, put her first. This proves Julie was right. He does not have emotional intelligence because he obviously would have realized he's handling it so poorly. So poorly. Like the Mm. worst. And so then after he does all of that and makes all these mistakes and people are now in their feelings, he gets to pick two people to go to the vault. And he's like, how do I decide? I got it. I'm going to send in Gasper because he's loyal. I trust him. And he makes this big, huge speech. And I'm going to send in Bryce because he lost his power the last round. And he needs to go in. Tolu is sitting right there who also lost her power. Do you think this man acknowledges that Tolu lost her power? But we want to make a big deal because Bryce lost his power? No. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He just went on about Bryce and how he felt bad for Bryce for losing his power. So he's going to let Bryce and Gasper go down to the vault. And Tolu was like... (laughs) So you don't care that I lost my power? Okay. Okay. And this is where 
I really start to love Lindsay because we see her confessionals and she's just mocking the hell out of Jake. She is so funny. I think she's the funniest one in confessionals because she's just always mocking people. She, like her in confessionals and her with everybody else, two different people, I think. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she's so serious with everybody else. She's she's funny. She is funny. And I like how she like it she goes back and she's like, she knows how to go switch. She's like, I know who I need to be in this game, but I know who I need confessionals. She watched reality TV. She know better. She knows she can say whatever mm -hmm. you want to say in, in confessionals and do what she needs to do. But after that, they go take a break. People are fuming with mm -hmm. Jake at this point. Lindsay's upset. Jay, Mama Jay is upset. Tolu is upset. Winnie is upset for them. And it's like, oh, Julie. <laughs> Julie is upset with them because of how he is. So they like, but Julie ain't that mad when she wanted to go. She's just mad at him for the moment because, you know. Mm -hmm. But she mad. And they like, mm -mm, he got to go. Something right. This man. It's Simone's crazy. not mad. But Simone's not mad. <laughs> Mm -mm. Simone's like, why would I be mad at this man for putting me low on the list of loyalties? Why would I be mad at this man for being the absolute man of the man of the house? Because he's the man. He's the leader. I trust him. Why? I'm not mad at him for saying he's the leader. And I was like... <laughs> In this moment, Simone dropped all the way down to my list of... Mm -hmm. nah, that's all right. I was like... Mm -hmm. You are one of those girls. See, here's the problem with women alliances and girls, girls, and all of these things, because it's always that one who's like, but he's not that bad. Oh, that man is just being a man. I'm not <laughs> mad at that man for being a man. I trust that man. And so, therefore, I'm not mad at that man that we're all mad about. You know, no. and and they could smell it on her, I think, because she was never a part of that five never alliance anyways. Never, ever, ever, ever. And she was just kind of like always left out. And it was kind of like, I think they just knew. I think they just knew. And then mm -hmm. in this episode, it just showed why they were like, yep, we knew. Right. We knew what we knew about this one. This one right here. Yeah, no, she's not for us. And Miss Mama J was fuming. She was mm -hmm. like, I don't know if I'm spelling this right. But M I S O G N Y, misogyny. <laughs> he is misogynistic. I can't believe it. I was like, she did actually spell it wrong, though. She did. No, she didn't put the O in there. She didn't put the O in there. But you know what? It's the thought that counts, Mama J. And I was loving her in this moment. I was like, yes, Mama J. Tell him he is misogynist. Because she. Of all of these women that were upset, she was the one that was the least directly impacted by his his mm -hmm. idiocy. Mm -hmm. But she could see that what he did affected all of these other women. Yep. She just saw, like, and I love people like that who don't have to be directly impacted to call or something to for what it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's like, it's not going to always happen to you. Sometimes it's not going to be you, but it's like, it is what it is. It, it, 
yeah, you, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, it was interesting. But mm. she was mad. And so she was just like, I just don't like how you did that. Do you see how you just pushed all the women to the end of the line? Like, we ain't nothing. Da, da, da. And then we get the conversation with um, Lindsay talking to, was she talking to Brian? Yes. Yes. Yeah, she was talking to Brian. But that was before. Okay, so yeah. They talk about all that. They're mad. So then yeah, she's like Jake is talking to Brian and then Jake comes in and he's like why is everybody so mad? Everybody's so emotional. She's like, don't call me emotional. An emotional woman because I'm upset. I'm upset mm-hmm. because of what you did. And Jake was like, what are you talking about? He's so unaware. She's a lunatic. She's crazy. Like, I was like, this is not helping your case, dude. <laughs> I can't believe she's so, why, why is she so crazy? Why is she so mad? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Put yourself in my position, in my shoes for five seconds. I only had 10 seconds to pick. Like, what am I supposed to do? Not pick the boys all first. How about that? Yep. Not that hard. But, you know. Yeah. Oh. We should all aspire to have the confidence of a straight white man. Yeah. By the way, uh, one thing we skipped, it definitely wasn't Gasper because this whole time where the house is like melting down, Gasper and Bryce are in the vault. Yep. They are faced with their decision. Uh, So they have... There are two options. Uh, the first one is they each take 5000 from the trust, um, but they have to vote for the same person at the ceremony. And option two is take away 10000 out from the trust, but they can protect one person from being voted out. So I was like, wait. So either way, they're losing 10000 Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking... Oh, they're not going to believe me no matter what. When I go back, the first one had a positive and a negative option. These are both negative. Both negative. Mm-hmm. One is more selfish. One, it really doesn't help anybody, but it doesn't, it, it, it hurts the group equally, I would right. say. Um, so, I don't know. What, what did you think was the right choice here? I mean, I probably would have picked option two. Mm-hmm. And it's like we all just lose this money equally, but somebody is safe. Right. And that way, like you wouldn't necessarily lose anybody because if they had to vote together, right, then that's two votes and somebody's probably going home unless Absolutely. two other votes cancel it out. Absolutely. So it's like, mm, I'd rather just not, not this early in the game. I'd rather just not. Mm-hmm. And so. They do come back up and they do decide to go with option two. And they pick Julie to say because she was next on the list. I, I like, love when they they come out and they're like, hey guys. Hello. Hello. Everybody's, like, Everybody's ignoring them. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, hello. Like, Whoa, what happened? <laughs> what happened? You all want to talk about it? They're like, he'll be at least come to the couch so we can tell you what we talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was so funny and crazy, but yeah, it was it was it was a little wild. 
But they tell them about what they chose, and they chose Julie to save, which I was kind of like, she lost <laughs> the power. Is anybody not caring about Tolu? Nobody cares about Tolu. Okay, got you. <laughs> um, it would have been smart to say because Tolu lost her power. That's what I thought Tolu. they were going to do. That's what I thought they were going to do too. But obviously, we don't think about that. We're not. I liked how Julie that. was like, thank you. And they're like, you don't need to thank us. We were just going by the list. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, it's so crazy. This about this list is now the, yep, the predecessor. <laughs> right. How we do. And it's like, stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we hear Tolu was talking about how after we get Jay's rant about misogyny, we hear Tolu talk about how she's sick of Jake always preferring to her as the African queen, African goddess, African beauty, like my black queens. And Wendy's like, mm, he does that a lot. And she's like, mm-hmm. she's all about the, what I wear and everything is African this, African that. And I haven't even said I was from Africa. I just, I, I, she's like, I never did. I'm from she, Nigeria. Yep. That's a specific language she's using. So, yeah, use that <laughs> right. It's like I've never said I'm from Africa, I said I'm from Nigeria, so you can't even say Nigerian queen. And you know, it's very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just she's like, I'm just kind of sick of it. And she's like, and and I can tell from her tone that this is something that happens to her on a regular basis around white people mm-hmm. or other people, non black or non African, non Nigerian, that people just seem to be like. Oh, it's African queen because she wears a lot of African uh, attire, very cultural uh, clothing. And I can understand. See, here's the thing: I can understand why you would want to say that. And think that's the compliment, mm-hmm. and it is to a point at some point, but it can't be every time, every conversation, because it's like it's a compliment. People like, oh yes, you're an African queen. You're a Nigerian goddess. Da da da. Great, thanks, because I am. I appreciate it. But when every conversation we have, that's all you have to say. That's your compliment. There's not a compliment. Yep. Oh, oh, you you look pretty today. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, your African garb looks beautiful today. You're like an African goddess. You're an African warrior princess. Like, why does it have to be that? Why can't it just be, I just look pretty today? Right. Yeah, I... This is this is interesting because um, in ways I could see where Jake was coming from here. Uh, so I'll just say, like, I grew up um, in a very diverse part of Kentucky, by far the most diverse part of Kentucky, because it was right by Fort Knox. So I was used to people of all culture and races. And most of my best friends growing up were black. But then as I grow up and I get in more like whiter communities and I see black people, I used to have this need to let them know, hey, I'm cool with black people. And I would do it in subtle ways, like whether it be like talking about music that I know they might be into, things like that. And I honestly think that's what Jake is trying to do is being like, hey, I'm an ally. I see your blackness. I see it. I want you to know I appreciate you for it. But he's going too far. He's doing way too much. And I've probably been there in the past. And I and I see I see it with people all the time. They they take 
I don't even shows that we watch and they just amplify their love for, for black people in these shows just to show how cool and down with the cause they are. And like, I had to get to the point in my life where the best way to show respect for black people is to treat them like everybody else, you know? Like you don't have to over amplify. You don't have to compensate for anything because that's more questionable, at least mm-hmm. from my perspective. So Absolutely. Like, if he just treated her, like I see you as a human. Yes, you're black. Yes. I appreciate that about you, but that's not all you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I, I don't need you to remind me of my blackness because I, I live in this blackness every mm-hmm. single day. So I know I'm black. All I want you to do is treat me like you would treat anybody. Talk to me like you would talk to anybody. Even if you don't think I know some of the references that you are talking about, I might, you know? And if I don't, Mm -hmm. I learn. That's kind of how we do things because I don't expect you to know everything I know and I don't expect to know everything you know. But when you sit there and like, Oh no, I'm gonna only talk about hip hop and R and B around you because that's the kind of music I love you like. Mm-hmm. You don't know what else I like. True. If you start talking about country music, and I'm like, oh yeah, what about Travis Tritt and, and and Randy Travis? I like them. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you know country. Yeah, because you didn't ask me. You just thought I only know Anita Baker and Whitney Houston and and LL Cool J and and Two Chains. Like, no, I'm I'm more than who you think I am. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Tolu was like. I just want you to talk to me like you would talk to Julie, like you would talk to Jay, like you would talk to anybody else in the time, like you talk to Brian. Just have a conversation, just talk. And Jake, I do think, like I said, I do I don't think it's out of maliciousness. And I and she even said, I don't think you're trying to be malicious. I just think you're trying to overcompensate for something. And even in my life, and sometimes with people who I've come in contact with in the spaces that we are now in playing these games and talking to people and learning, you know, I feel like some people do that to me, like, oh, Lana, mm-hmm. you're my queen, and da da da, I love you, like da da, I love you so much, but my black African queen is so great, and da da da, you like chocolate, da da da, and I'm like, you don't have to do that, you don't mm-hmm. have to overcompensate for. I appreciate the compliment because yes, I am a queen, and I know this. So you don't have to tell me this because I know this, but I appreciate that you feel like you need to tell me. But it's like it doesn't have to happen in every conversation True. we have. You know what I mean? It and makes like, your blackness a commodity, really. Right. And don't always assume I like everybody on black TV, TV black on TV, even though I said always. You will root for them. <laughs> I will root for them, but that don't mean I like them. Because there's some people black on TV that I don't like. But like every. It, 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 it sometimes happens you know, on this podcast of like, oh, you'll like this person because they're black. And I'm like, mm, no, that don't mean nothing. If they're good at what they do, sure, I like them. But will I root for them? Absolutely. But that don't mean I'm a like them. So it, it's just, it's just. What does your shirt say? <laughs> period. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I am black. I am a black <laughs> woman. And I am beautiful and magical and magnificent and all of that stuff. But at the bottom, it also says, but I'm unpo- unapologetic, and but that's not all who I am. But you can't see all that bottom, but <laughs> that's not all who I am. And then, of course, my lady says it all yeah. behind me. We know we black, and we appreciate the fact that you know we black, but we still just want regular conversation. That's it. That's <laughs> it. And I love that they had this conversation, and I love that 
that this was brought out on this show because like we said other shows would have never would have never talked about it Mm-mm. but also think here the devil's end of the coin i also think this conversation would have happened if julie didn't go to jake and say you need to talk to tolu i believe she told jake what tolu's issue was with him and then he was like, oh, no, I, I don't think that at all. I don't feel like this conversation was 100% genuine. I think mm. it was pushed. I didn't I think it was, about that. I think this conversation was forced. I thought this conversation was to to for Julie to keep the people who she wanted in this game, which is fine because, you know, do I feel like Jake mean, meant it when he told Tolu after they had the conversation that he apologized for how he was treating her? Sure. I definitely believe he apologized, but I don't believe it would have been prompted with without Julie, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I think it was prompted because Julie wanted to keep Jake, and she told him, Tolu was upset with you for keep calling her an African queen, an African this, an African that, an African this, an African that. Therefore, you need to fix this. I just realized that conversation doesn't even happen until episode three. So, oops. We jumped the gun, but it we happened. Did. It's okay. It's okay. But yeah, it's just like everybody's kind of trying to figure out what um, what was, you know, they call each other out. Um, yeah, Simone tells Jay. Oh, mm, mm, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I almost forgot about this. So we have the table. Is this where the table conversation happened? This was, yeah. This was. Uh, we had the conversation that Bryce and Gasper um, initiated, and that's where we get the confrontation, um, mainly coming from Jay, uh, mm-hmm. expressing her frustration with Jake. Um, and she calls it like she sees it. She tells him that she thinks what his behavior was misogynistic. And I was so proud of her for not trying to sugarcoat it, for calling it out like she saw it. Um she wasn't there to placate his feelings and, and make him feel comfortable. She was there to be real. And I really appreciate it. Jay is like by far one of the most real people in this cast. Yeah. She was like, this is what it is. And you made all the women feel a certain type of way about this. You made the women feel a certain type of way. And we were upset about that. And, and there's Simone. Don't speak for me. I wasn't mad at Jake. I'm not mad at Jake. You don't get to speak for me. So don't speak for me. I just want you to know, Jake, I'm not mad at you. And here's where I was like, and this is Simone, this is why your husband left you three times because you are so willing to give every man the benefit of the doubt. And you, tr- I, I, I know that sounds harsh and I, you know, it is what it is. But the fact that you just sat there and watched this man do what he did and saw the reactions that your other fellow women in this house had and you would be like oh i'm not mad at him i don't speak for me i'm not mad it's like you are willing to take the abuse from any man and you're just willing to take it that is what happened your husband did that he abused you three times and you were just sitting there willing to take it Mm -hmm. and jake is doing the same thing not in a romantic way but in this game sense and he's willing to throw you at the end of the line and you're willing to take it because it's Jake. And it's because this man 
is doing it and you're willing to take it. I was like, you are that girl. And I think that the other women sensed you were that girl because they never put you in their, their group. They just sensed you were that girl. Mm -hmm. I think it says a lot about people when there's two different things that could potentially make them mad and you see which thing really makes them mad. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw that what Jake had said and done in that challenge was not what made Simone mad. It was Jay calling it out and grouping her in with them that made her mad. It kind of reminded me of uh, when people, people weren't that mad about police brutality, but when there's riots and windows being damaged and stored, that's where they draw the line at items being damaged. So yeah, it's interesting how, Sometimes people are more upset with the the damage of things and how hurt people are instead of the reason why people are acting out. Like there's a reason why people act out and riot and because they're upset and they're screaming for help and nobody's listening. So, but we don't we don't mind about the police brutality. We're more upset about the targets and things being burnt up. But we don't care that Colin Kaepernick is protesting police brutality against people in his community, we were more upset that he knelt down on during the national anthem. And it's like, why did he kneel? Are we forgetting the whys? We don't care about the whys. We just, we only care about the what they're doing, not why they're doing it. So Mm -hmm. a lack of empathy, like you said, a lack of empathy on some people's part. They don't care about the why things are happening, just the what they're doing. Right. And even the fact that we have Jay who, was not affected directly and Simone mm-hmm. was not affected directly. It showed which one has empathy and which one does not. Absolutely. Which is kind of sad, but she was very upset about it. And like, don't talk for me. I wasn't upset. I was like, all right, girl. But um, then we get left on a cliffhanger in this episode. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We're going to leave you on a cliffhanger too. Ooh. We'll be back to talk about episode three and episode four because you know what? We felt that might be the best thing to do because we have a lot of stuff to say about the next two episodes. This could turn into a four-hour podcast. Right. If you so we don't want to do that. Yep, we've already matched the runtime of the first two episodes, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure, most definitely. But that's because a lot of real things happen in Mm -hmm. these episodes, and a lot of people feelings, valid feelings were brought out, and it just brought that emotion up, not in just, but in us as well. And so we want to talk about it. So we're going to leave you on a little cliffhanger of what happens next. We'll be right back. (laughs) And I love saying that. We'll be back to tell you about, talk about episodes three and episodes four. But as you, as always, if you're here and you haven't subscribed to the channel, if you stuck around with us this whole time, duh, subscribe to the channel. Yep. Do all the things. Hit the buttons, the notifications, all the things. Follow us on our main channel at the Cup Pod and on our ESC, our Eurovision channel, the Cup EST. Follow us on all of our socials uh, the, at the Cup Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. We're going to pull some amazing mo- moments that we sh- have and It'll be all over our socials because we're doing that in 2024. Mm-hmm. You also, can go tell me happy birthday on Twitter. <laughs> absolutely. David, David would love the happy birthday, even if it's late, even if it's tomorrow. It, 
all this weekend. Celebrate David this entire weekend. That's there what we we're go. doing. Um, and yeah, at David Healy, you see the thing. You at can also be David Healy. Also, Jack is up here because Jack is supposed to be here, but I didn't feel like taking Jack out because go follow Jack on Twitch. Jack's mm. a great gamer, a Twitch streamer. So go follow Jack on there. Also, if you scroll down, you can get your cup mug or any of our cup merch at lanagiescreations.etsy.com. That link is in the description below. And, um, yep, that's it. We appreciate you spending the time with us. And we'll be back very shortly to talk mm -hmm. about episodes three and four. So, on that note, cheers, y'all. Cheers. cheers. We should all aspire to have the confidence of a straight white man. I, why was I getting ready to play that? But since you said it, I don't have nope. to. We should all aspire to have the confidence Bye. of a straight white man.